Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I am Mark Seavey, the, I can't remember my title, uh, what, Special Projects Council for the American Legion. I'm joined, as always, by my uh, co-host, Jeff Daly, who is apparently uh, sponsored by, what, Rockstar Energy Drink today, and (laughs) the lovely and vivacious Miss Ashley Gorbulja Maldonado, brought to us by Pellegrino, by your Pellegrino, wherever Pellegrino is sold. And we are uh, joined today by a very special guest, Amanda Elizabeth Hoffman. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. She is a noted blogger and podcaster with the Women in the Military podcast. And we're really, really uh, blessed to be able to have her join us here today. And she's been enjoying our uh, 30 minutes of usual pre-show where we can't get anything to work properly. It's it's quite possibly the least professional podcast done by a bunch of professionals I've ever seen in my entire life. But we hope we haven't uh, bored you too much here, Amanda, with our uh, with our work. But let's start. Just tell us a little bit about yourself for anyone who doesn't, uh, you know, know what y- what you've gone through and what your experiences have been and what you actually aim to do with uh, the Women in the Military podcast. Yes, so I'm Amanda. I served in the Air Force for six years. I deployed to Afghanistan with the Army in 2010 on a provincial reconstruction team. And I left the military in 2013 when my first son was born. My husband is still active duty Air Force. And with both of us being in and doing the dual military thing, we felt it would be really challenging to both do active duty and have children. So I decided to leave the Air Force and be a stay-at-home mom. And I thought life was going to be easy peasy. (laughs) And then I found out how hard it is to be a mom, how hard it is to be a military spouse and just the different challenges. And that's what led me to start a blog. And now I have a podcast called Women of the Military. And I get to interview women like Ashley. She was on my show. And and just get to hear the stories of what women have done and what women are doing for the military. Yeah, and now I know you have at least another son because I saw the picture in there. So you have what, a seven-year-old? And what's the other one? He's four years old. Yeah, it's great time, isn't it? I yeah, have- it's- I have three, and the oldest of which just turned five last week, and it makes me remember the time when I used to sleep in Afghanistan. Like, I think I got more sleep back then than I do now, but so it goes. Jeffrey, you are up. I am up. Oh, actually, well, Ashley I... can go first. I'm sorry. Okay, I, we'll, okay. we, will let, uh, we will let Ashley go before Jeff. Make sure you pick a question that he was going to ask, though. Hold on, let me let me engage into no, no, my just do, just do what you guys do. Ask all the possible questions. All of the questions. I will just bundle yes. them. <laughs> all right. So I have had the amazing opportunity to be interviewed by Amanda, and I have been following Amanda for about a year plus now on social media. We have run into each other on so many events, and I just want to just take a moment to say how proud I am of you and the amazing things that you're doing for the women veteran community. 
it is recognized and i know that you are you know making all of these these downloads and the blogs and all of the different guests and freelance and all the things that you do you inspire me i just want to start by that okay i don't know if jeff was going to say that so we'll start there um so tell me a little bit more about what got you into blogging right like what was that first initial step that you said you know what i'm going to start sharing these stories and see if other people have other stories as well and the transformation to then creating your website so i started blogging because i was really struggling with being a stay-at-home mom and i found this blogger her name's lisa joe baker and she did this thing where she would throw out a prompt word on thursday night and everyone who was in the little community would write for five minutes unedited and that's where I started writing was I would take these five-minute challenges and at first I would post them on our website and every once in a while like people would respond to them and like build the community and then when I had done that for a month which it sounds really silly now but when I had done that for a month every Friday doing that prompt word and writing for five minutes I felt like oh I can write for five minutes once a week and so that's when I started my blog and it really started with something really that simple wow that's awesome from so what typically like how long are your blogs are you are they are they longer do they vary uh my like for my blogs it kind of varies and my blog is kind of like dropped off with the podcast so like sometimes i write once a week sometimes i'm lucky and i shove in some guest posts so i don't have to write but i would say most blogs are between like five and eight hundred words very nice and so these are all from experiences and then from others experiences do you find yourself now reaching out to others to like come into your blog space i've seen that a little bit more recently yeah, I've been trying to collaborate with more people to get more stories and get different perspectives. And I have a lot of young women who are looking to join the military and they ask me questions and that makes for really easy content because I can just share a story and give some advice. And so that's been really fun to share my advice and my experience to help these women who are considering joining the military. So if I'm not mistaken, I know that you we're working on a guidebook specifically to help women who were interested in joining this service. How's that going? I'm working to submit it to a publisher this month. I have the first three chapters, like 99% done and my book proposal done. And I just have to finish the, I'm working with an editor to get everything finished up. And then I have to do the scary step of like actually <laughs> submit this proposal. Right. And so oh. I, yeah, so I'm like about halfway done with the book and then the first three chapters are pretty strong and almost done. And what's the working title for that? A Girl's Guide to the Military. I love it. Love it. I think right, the Jeff. best thing I think the best thing about that is that like, you know, women are she's trying to help young women who join the military and stuff. And if I get a young man come up to me and ask me, you know, what what should I do at basic training? I'm like introduce yourself to your drill sergeant by your first name maybe give him a hug you should probably bring some cookies you know like you're trying to <laughs> torpedo the kid straight out of the gate and here we have a guest who's actually nice it's it's uncanny but <laughs> jeff you're well, up well, buddy she, well she was in the air force so they tend to be nice right there. yeah like i said i went to the exchange yesterday and you know you're supposed to let uniformed people go ahead of you in line between 11 30 and 13 30 or whatever and this woman was behind me. I'm like, go ahead. And she goes, oh, no, I'm good. But 
thank you so much for offering. She actually said that to me. <laughs> Back on the Marine Corps base, they would have been like, yeah, right, get the hell out of my way. So anyway, you are making me feel less than adequate. Uh, you have these, these kids at home. I have no known children. That I and nothing in my life depends on me to continue to exist and thrive and live in this world until I recently got a plant. So let's uh, pray for that plant. I'm really proud and of you. Thank you. Big steps. And you're you're writing a book and sending it to be published. And I considered reading one this COVID. So we have something in common there. If you get it done. You know, you might, yours might be the one, although I don't think that I'm in your target market. So when people embark on these big, huge things like you are, I tend to always wonder, uh, what's your why? Because I find that when people who are tenacious and, and successful, there's something inside them that is a constant, everyday inspiration. So I'm just curious right now, what's your why? for all of this so i got the chance to help a few women who are entering the military and it just filled me up so much to be able to be someone that they could touch be a touch point for them to ask questions and one of the airmen who i helped she she was married to someone who was in the military and at one point she was supposed to get stationed with him but her recruiter didn't do the correct paperwork so that they could get joint spouse and I felt like I had felt her because I didn't know to like to make sure, but it just made me realize like even with her having my help, there's still so many like um, challenges and and with like the hard part of joining the military and just to have someone who can help you, it's it's just it fills me up in a way that just drives me to keep going and like it's hard for me to not just get like totally like into my work and remember I have children that I have to take care of. And so finding that balance of like, I have my business so I can stay at home with my kids, but then I also have this passion to help young women. So I guess my, my follow-up then is, so you're giving all of this advice to strangers and you're, you're raising these, these little humans who are gonna someday be tall humans are, what will you what will you say to them if they say, "Mother, what do you think of me joining the military?" That's a good question. I haven't really thought about my kids and what they. I always am thinking about women, and I have two little boys, and so it's really different. And I think we're gonna bring up Space Force because my husband is working to get transferred to the Space Force right now and so I know and so with like the changes in like the Space Force and the Air Force I I'm really excited I'm not even joining the Space Force that's what my husband does the space thing but it's like so exciting to be on like the edge like we watch launches in the basement of SpaceX and we're all nerdy and I just it's been really exciting to watch and so like I think I would direct them to like be on the cutting edge of like technology and like to do what is passionate my oldest wants to be a zookeeper so I doubt he's going to join the military but we'll see what happens now I'm I think they have animal caretakers yeah (laughs) they yeah now I'm in they have veterinarians and all that jazz. Now, now I find myself in a real quandary because I had already picked what I was going to talk about. Right. But I, I kind of want to undercut Jeff by asking more about space force and stuff, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it pass, Jeff. But 
uh, when talking about, like, I remember the day that my daughter was born and she just turned five the other day, but someone had said, you know, what do you want for her in life? Like, if you had your ultimate dream, what would it be? And without any hesitation, I said, for her to go to the Air Force Academy and then go into the Air Force. I love the Air Force, so there'll be no picking on the Air Force here, at least by me. Uh, Space Force, I'm still, I'm not sold. And I do want to point out that she said she was a bit of a nerd, which I think is spectacular because we know how Jeff loves nerds. Maybe, yeah, maybe Jeff after can't this, handle we, it. Yeah, we should do maybe a second podcast where we discuss uh, science, anthropology, and Harry Potter books, and just yes. watch as, Je- as tears stream down Jeff's face. But let me get back to what I was actually going to ask. You uh, talked in one of your podcasts, and. It really struck me, and it may actually have been your first podcast because I started there, and then I went through some others. I listened to Miss Ashley for for a while yesterday as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, <laughs> but one of the things you had talked about was about how you and your husband would go to like a fair or whatever that's something for veterans, and the experience you had, and you, and you made a an observation that I asked you about earlier. Can you talk about what that was and and how that made you feel and how that sort of led you down the path to doing the blog and the podcast you're doing? Yeah. One of the like most pivotal moments that I remember was we went to a ceremony wreaths across America ceremony and the person on the stage wanted everyone who was a veteran to raise their hand. And then he added and military spouses, they're so important so you should raise your hand too. And I knew in that moment when I raised my hand that I was not gonna be seen as a veteran, that I was gonna be seen as a spouse. And the hard part for me was my resentment was towards military spouses. And it was interesting when I talked to military spouses about how that made me feel, because I am a military spouse, but I'm also a veteran. So it's like a weird, uh, I'm in both categories and I guess it's not that I'm more proud of, but being a veteran is different than being a spouse. And so I talked to military spouses and they said that those type of ceremonies make them uncomfortable too, because they feel like they shouldn't be raising their hand at the same time as their spouse who's in the military. And so it was just interesting how like my initial gut reaction was to be frustrated with military spouses when it was actually like Mm -hmm. the person on stage who was putting us all in the same bucket and assuming that if you raise your hand and you're a woman that you're a military spouse. And so I think that's a lot of like, there's a stereotype and there's just this, people forget that women are in the military and that you can be both a military spouse and a veteran. And so it it just, it brought up a lot of emotions. And so I, I dug into it a lot and thought about it a lot. Yeah, and I, I know you had talked about how uh, with male veterans, we were kind of easy to spot. Uh, we follow sort of all this regular patterns. You know, we sit in the back of the bar with their back to the wall and we're always looking at exits and, you know, the vast bulk of infantry guys end up looking like I do, you know, high and tight with a long beard. Women blend in a bit more. Can you talk about that just briefly? Well, even when I was active duty, I would go to clothes and or go to events in civilian clothes with like my hair down and people wouldn't recognize me. They'd be like, da, 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 da. And then they'd be like, oh, you're the LT. And I was like, yeah, you're. And so like it's 
even when you're active duty and it's just like putting your hair from being in a bun to being down and how that like changes how they look at you I guess I don't know and, and so it's it's really interesting that it's not just something that you struggle with like once you leave the service just like I think when you're active duty and you're a guy like you have to have the certain haircut but like I can have my hair however I want I just have to have it in regs and so I think it's it's more than just once we leave service. It's like something we struggle with the whole time. Yep. I would Actually, say, I would yes. say I jump in real quick on this. Um, I would say that it it extends it extends even to an entirely veteran community. Uh, my post, which is really young compared to most, I hear complaints from women who like when they come to an event that somebody will ask them what branch their spouse is in or was in or, and one of my really good friends, Barbara, I won't say her last name because she didn't give me permission and she might kill me, is she, she dealt with that and her and her husband are both West Point graduates and she made the, she made the same, she made the same choice you did uh, to, to raise her, to raise her kids and this West Point graduate has to, has to put up with the, the similar things that you're talking about today, and it's really frustrating. So, as you're talking to girls about things, and I'm wondering what we need to talk to boys too. I I, I think that that might be important. So maybe uh, we should all read your book as well. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that's great, and I, I I'm I'm hoping to reach both men and women, and I've like debated on the title <laughs> like. Do I stick to girls or do I... Because it has a lot of stories of my experience of being in the military, and I think it would be helpful for men and women. Ashley, you're Sorry. up. All right. Sorry, Ashley. No, no, you're totally fine. I, I have to agree with you. I know that it's, it's... Like, we're always in this constant kerfuffle. Like, I am also a military spouse. And more recently, I just became a military spouse. I just got out of the service less than a year ago. And I remember going to get my dependent card, and I don't know how yours, how your, you know, experience was, Amanda, but I, I, sh I showed up, and they're like, okay, ma'am, blah 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 blah. I stand in front of the camera, and then I, they hand me this like little thing, and it doesn't even say that I'm a veteran. I was like, is there not a, does there no part here that also says I'm a veteran and a military? And they go, no, that's not how that works. And I was like, oh. So I went from having a CAT card, you know, my military ID card for, for eight years. And all of a sudden now I have this dependent card and it, felt, it was like, it like, it broke my heart a little bit. Like I felt like a piece of my identity was just like completely altered. So understanding what it's like to go to events and have, you know, people extend a handshake to my husband, whereas I served longer than my husband, like my husband, regardless, still serving active do or active national guard or AGR active reserve guard whatever he's still doing that but he's gotten really good over the years saying like yeah you might want to shake my hand my wife's hand too because she's served actually longer than me and she actually <laughs> she's done way more than I have and I'm happy that I have that support but that's not the case so I think especially when you're looking at the the book at large you know considering that we have to have an entire like switch of how we view women in leadership and it comes down to the language we use, to the experiences. And I, I too, have friends, as Jeff mentioned, that a uh, young lady I worked with uh, at the VA who was a West Point grad. And she used to say all the time, like, I, despite being proficient and working here almost 15 years, I'm still not viewed as a veteran. And 
it's it's, it's, cr it's crazy um i would say you know from your from your opinion amanda especially kind of you know you're working on the blog you're working on the book and tell us a little bit more about the stories that you are archiving from your podcast uh like i said i've been watching it for a while i know if you've interviewed me like you know early on it's been such an awe-inspiring journey to watch you grow and just have some of these like high profile people so tell us a little bit more about your podcast yeah, it's been really cool. I was really terrified when I started the podcast. I wouldn't have enough women <laughs> to be on the podcast because I actually started by doing interviews and the back and forth process of like a handwritten interview. A lot of stuff got lost and there was demand to tell a story, but not actually like good follow through on collecting those stories. And so I was really worried when I started the podcast. I'm not worried anymore. <laughs> I have interviews lined up through January right now and it's like it's crazy how many women have found it and like how many people have gotten to be a part of it and I think one of my highlight moments was I interviewed General Vought, General Wilma Vought in my kitchen. Um, she came to my house and we had sat at my kitchen table and talked about her military story and it was like I was like she's sitting at my table and I'm like how is this possible like I had just started the podcast about a year before and I was like never in my life would I have thought a year from now I'm gonna have a general a retired general sitting at my kitchen table and just capturing the history and learning the stories and and then the healing process of like women telling their stories I think I don't know if it's and men, but women, sometimes we get a lot of like shame and like we didn't do enough for the military or our story has really hard parts and then we don't talk about it. And there's something freeing about telling your story. So just being able to be part of people's healing journey has been really exciting. And I'm so honored that I get to do it. The, the one awesome. other, <clears throat> yeah. One other thing that, uh, that I had listened to you talk about was you talked about when the law changed about women in combat. And I thought that was, I, you said more eloquently than exactly what I was thinking the whole time. But I, I want to specifically note before that, that when you were in the military, you were in the Air Force. And so there's probably like, oh, a female in the Air Force was probably pushing paper. You were in a PRT, which those are provisional reconstruction teams for those that don't know. And I've worked with the PRTs, and to think that they're sitting in safety in the air conditioning is insane because the PRTs are out in the community um, in really dangerous areas. And while you were in PRTs, you had infantry guys with you, and I was one of the infantry guys going with the PRT. And whether you're a member of the PRT in civil affairs or whether you're an infantryman, you're still out there together and you're outnumbered about 100 to 1 wherever you're going. Um, so, but you had said in that, that, uh, you know, the changing of the law was great that women are allowed into these new areas and everything. But, and you had talked about how women had been in combat before that, that the, the sort of the line of combat had moved past where women were. Um, and you were obviously out in some pretty unsafe areas, but can you talk about what your experience was in, in, and talk about what the law change really did as opposed to what it was perceived as having done yeah so when you talk about women being 
attached to infantry units. That's a, I really learned that that word attached is the word that the military used to like get around the law that women couldn't be in. So to be attached meant that you could still be with them, but you weren't actually in. And so that was kind of how the military tested it out was they attached women. And the weird part is in 2010, I was in the Air Force and I deployed with the Army and I didn't really know about the law. I guess I kind of knew that like women weren't supposed to be in combat, but I didn't really understand like what that all meant. And I was like, well, you know, there's no front line, so maybe that's why we're just going on this mission. And so I didn't really think about like, am I supposed to be here? Is this really what I'm supposed to? And I don't think anyone was like, oh, well, I'm a woman. I really shouldn't be on this PRT because I'm... And so I think it's when the law changed, it kind of brought, like, understanding to the general public and even maybe people in the military of, like, what the law actually meant. And so when they... The way they explained it, they were like, now women can be in infantry units. And they never even mentioned, like, because they've been doing the same job for years and they've just been attached. And, like... One of the people I interviewed was in the Iraq war and she was a medic in the early stages and her commander wouldn't give her a combat action badge because she was a woman and she wasn't supposed to be in combat. So even like the record of like what women have done is tainted because the awards that were given out, they were given to the men sitting in the same convoy, but not to the women. And that's like, that doesn't even make any sense, but that's how they were like, well, they're not supposed to be there. So let's not, put the give them an award so we don't get in trouble I guess I don't know how it worked but yeah it was kind of crazy and so I think it's it's just that it brought to light like that women can do this thing do these things but no one really talked about like why they make it sound like the military was like oh we could just have women do this instead of like (laughs) right we're here hi everyone (laughs) instead of the fact that like it took years of women proving themselves that they could do it. And then the military's like, well, they're already doing it. We might as well make the change. Yeah. And it was after uh, the Kentucky national guard, Sergeant Leanne Hester had already received the silver star. And if you people haven't read about mm-hmm. Leanne Hester, Tempe. you need to go out there. Cause she is, she is bad, bad, bad girl. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. So, all right, we'll go oh, around MP. one. Yeah. One last time we'll go Ashley and then uh, we'll close with Jeff who, I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. But Ashley, you're up. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna let Jeff go because I feel oh, like he's just. I feel like he's eager. He's he's got this look in his his eye. He does. It's because he woke up 20 minutes ago. That's true. He's or also probably disappointed from, that a man's book is now. not a uh, you know a coloring <laughs> book. So we're gonna adjust fire. Like, go on, go on, Jeff, please. Okay. Well, I'm, first I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be right CV because it's now my new thing. Um, you bringing up the military activities of the Air Force is doing irreparable damage to my American Legion bar ribbing. So anybody that listens to this that goes to my American Legion bar whenever we're allowed to open again is is not going to listen to me rip on the Air Force anymore. So I I blame you. I I will flat out say that the greatest MOS in the military is not infantry. You heard that right. The greatest MOS, not infantry, it's the Air Force JTACs and TACPs. You guys are my heroes. I will flat out tell you, those are the best troops I've ever served with. So there, there's my, I, I unhesitatingly say I love the Air Force. 
You just said a lot of letters and sounds that don't mean anything to you. <laughs> uh, I'll ask you about that. I'll ask you about the tic tacs or whatever you said later. Uh, I guess so. My final question is: is I'm seeing, and this is a, it's a request, I think, more than a question. I'm seeing a lot of women now getting into getting into uh, let's let's call it like heavy combat kind of situations there you know the there's special forces people just uh they're getting through and and it's amazing because they're getting through with with the same you know this they have it's special forces they have to do the same stuff as the men and there might be a perception out there that is Oh, they're just putting women in there, you know, because it's good PR and we kind of have to do it. I would love if, and they probably can't do it while they're still active, but to have those women on your podcast who are, you know, they're rangers in the army, they're recon in the Marines, they're, you know, they're those things that you said in the Air Force that I can't remember because they're, they're not real words, they're... <laughs> Other JTAC, things. Joint yeah, Tactical those, Air Controller. Yeah, they're those things. And and there's women out there doing them, and they're not doing them just because, you know, we've decided as a society now that we have to include women. They're doing those particular things they're doing because they're badasses that earned their way into it, um, it when a lot of other male and female have failed ahead of them. So do... Your, your, your work is about the military and it's probably difficult for you to get interviews, um, like really in-depth interviews where people feel free to talk about things that are still in the military because there are consequences when you're still in the military. Are there, uh, are there people that you can interview that can talk about these new areas where women are excelling? Um, I need to work on that. Because, I mean, there probably is a way. The hard part is, like, you have to find the publicist or, like, the PA office and, like, work through all the bureaucracy. Uh, but, I mean, the cool part is there's a lot of women who are out of the military who've done really cool stuff. And so, like, sharing their stories helps to, I guess, help people understand that these women are really doing. Like, Shannon Kent, I don't know if you know who she is, but, like, she was, like, one of the... Yep. They say she's like the first female special forces and her story is remarkable. And I talked about her on Memorial Day to remember her memory, but like sharing stories like that. I think we we can talk about what women are doing today by talking about what women have done. Because there's so many stories out there. Ashley, close us out. Okay, so my my final is what parting words do you have for not only you know aspiring you know to be airmen soldiers marines who happen to be women and also men right like what what are your best tips and tricks and um just had the second one let's go with the first one <laughs> i'm on slow process today so we're we're all of a sudden we discovered Frozen 2, which is really funny because it's been out forever. But the in that movie they say over and over, take the next right step. 
And I think that's like such good advice for anyone considering joining the military because it's a daunting process to get in the military. You have to like go to the recruiter and then you have to figure out what job, you have to go to meds, you have to do like paperwork. And like, I think sometimes we look at like the end product of like someone being in the Air Force or being an officer, but all you need to do is take the next right step and then the next right step after that. And like, I think that's just such good advice for so many different things is like you don't have to look at like your goal at the end you need to break it down into little pieces and not get overwhelmed by the whole process so if you want to join the military then go to a recruiter and like find a mentor or go on LinkedIn see if you can find someone who either did what you're wanting to do or or is doing it now and like get connected with them and ask them questions just take those little steps so that you can get to where you want to be. Awesome. And I, I, th- I thought of my, my parting. If you had an opportunity, like if they said, hey, Amanda, we adore everything you're doing, would you come back and be a part of the Space Force? Would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Serious question, people. Jeff's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I'm... I, so when I left the military, it was really hard. I felt like I was giving up my life because I was like, I should serve for 20 years. I need to do more. And like, I thought the military was my purpose. And then I transitioned out and I realized my life wasn't over. And like, now I have a new purpose where I'm helping women join the military and like share our stories. And, and I get to stay at home with my kids. That's like a big thing. That's like the main reason I'm not in the military to stay at home with my kids. And so I love the military and I'm really proud of my service, but that that ship has sailed. And I'm not the Space Force person. That's my husband. <laughs> I said my husband. I appreciate that. That's count one. No, Ashley said it about four times. I, I do uh, like the fact you brought up Frozen because I've often thought that the three of us would make a really I would be Sven of course and Jeff because he likes warm hugs would be Olaf and I, I think Ashley is a spitting image of Anna so I think we have our own little yeah I, I mean I think I think we're golden to do Frozen Amanda thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate you being here good luck uh, on the Space Force thing I hope someday you'll check back in with us so we can hear more about Space Force since essentially all we know about it so far is what we watched on Netflix and what we've just made up uh, on whether they were going to be called Spacemen or whatever else. So uh, as, as I'm excited three for that podcast episode, seemingly know absolutely nothing about yes. Space Force and yet talk about it on every single show. It would be nice to actually have someone who is cognizant of what's going on with Space Force. But Amanda, we really do appreciate, uh, in particular, everyone should go and listen to her podcast. I know there's one on there with a uh, Vietnam veteran that was on there recently. I think, what do you have, 80 podcasts? Is it this week? 85. 85, look at that. See, we got another 68 to go. We we, going to make it, Jeff? He doesn't fall asleep first. (laughs) What? Okay. As long as you guys don't talk about uh, Lord of the Rings, I'll be fine. We're gonna oh, do that yeah. for the, we're gonna do oh, that no. for the next twenty minutes. But again, this has been the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. We appreciate y'all listening. If you get a chance, go and uh, you know like us on. Uh, go to our YouTube page. Ask us any questions you want. Go to our Facebook page. And go to the American Legion and check that out. And uh, be sure to rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. And 
Again, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you guys later. Bye.